Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast, a show to raise your consciousness, deprogram and replace limiting and destructive beliefs, reignite your life and ultimately wake the hell up to your true potential. I'm your host and guide, Shannon Riley, and now let's get into today's episode. Hello, podcast family. We are doing a Wednesday episode this week because that's when it all is happening. I've had a crazy week trying to figure out how to fly with the dog, been on the phone with the airline for like five hours this weekend, uh, redoing my website and doing a million other things. So all that to say, we're doing a Wednesday podcast instead of a Monday podcast. So hello, happy hump day, happy Wednesday. Um, today, I really want to talk about something that just came into mind this morning. Um, and I wanted to go through it. So here we go. So when you're not ready to forgive them, what do you do? I think that our society, we really push forgiveness, especially in the spiritual world or even in the religious world. It's like, just forgive. It's the good thing to do. Big, Be the bigger person. Almost like it's a sign of emotional maturity to be able to forgive somebody. But let's be real. Like sometimes we find ourselves in really abusive situations or really traumatic situations and it's not fair or realistic to be like, just forgive them. Like that's not, that's not it, right? I think we can all agree that. So I want to kind of quickly talk about forgiveness and then I want to get into the alternative, which is acceptance. So I'm a big believer that forgiveness is a great thing. Like it totally can set you free because it allows you to release old energy towards someone or a situation or something. And it allows you to find the lessons within the story and move forward with your life. I'm a big fan of it. Love it. 10 out of 10. But sometimes you're just not ready and that's okay. You are allowed to not be ready to forgive them. I want to say that again. You are allowed to not be ready to forgive. I have had stuff from high school that I feel like I just got over. Like 10 years later, I feel like I just got over it. I think it was so monumental for me because I was young and that's in your developmental stages, right? And you're learning, especially in high school, you're learning how to be social, how to be in relationships, how boys work, all that good stuff, right? And it took me a freaking hot minute because it was, I mean, it was super abusive. There's two situations and not great, right? And so you have to do a lot of work on it. So to tell, you know, if I went back and told my 16-year-old self, just get over it. Like, forgive and forget. It's okay. It's all forgiveness or not forgiving is like, you know, drinking poison and hoping that they die, which there is some truth to that. However, it's really victim blaming is what it is. Like, it's putting it back on us to take responsibility for a situation that, yes, I'm sure we have some type of responsibility to take within, but especially within abuse, we don't have all the responsibility to take, especially within childhood abuse. You're not responsible for an abusive parent. You're just not. I don't subscribe to that belief system. And I really struggle to subscribe to the spiritual belief system of, oh, it's just the universe teaching your soul something that you needed to learn. I'm sorry, I'm not there in my journey yet. I think that childhood abuse is fucked up, okay? So it's tough to forgive these situations that are fucked, right? Like that's just the freaking truth. It's tough to forgive someone who murdered someone you loved. It's tough to forgive someone who decided to go get blackout drunk because they were miserable in their life and then get behind the wheel and killed someone that you loved because of an impulse decision. It's tough to forgive them. So when it comes down to it, forgiveness is a destination 
And I think that we overlook that all the time in our society. It's just about like, boom, boom, let's get there quick. You know, everything in our society is about like fast, 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 do, 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 get there, get there, get there. One day delivery, same day delivery, right? And we are trying to expect to have same day delivery with forgiveness over shit that is super toxic, abusive, manipulative, deceiving, all of it. Like deeply traumatic stuff. It's like same day delivery forgiveness. No, you can't Amazon Prime fucking forgiveness for trauma. Okay. So forgiveness is a destination. It has many, many stops along the way. It goes with pain, denial, depression, anger, self-compassion, understanding, spirituality, gratitude, like all these are stops along the way. It's very similar to the process or stages of grief, right? Like you're not going to go like, boom, like someone died and then boom, I'm through the stages of grief. No, it definitely doesn't work that way. Same thing with breakup. It's the same thing. Forgiveness, you're not going to get there overnight. It's a process. It takes time and you can't just hop on a red eye to forgiveness. You have to work through each step. Now, the alternative in that process is acceptance because the first part of forgiveness is getting through denial, right? And what's the opposite of denial? It's acceptance. You can accept what happened throughout that feeling process of getting to the destination of forgiving the person. You learn how to accept the facts of the situation before you ever forgive the person. Because then that way you're not focusing on the person. You're not focusing on like, how could my boyfriend of 10 years have been lying to me for nine of the year? Like it's all about that person, right? It's external. You don't have to focus on the person yet. We're not there yet. That's the end of the journey. Right now, it's just getting clear on what the fuck happened. And it's looking at it straight up. Because acceptance is simply the opposite of denial. It means that you are allowing for what you cannot change. You're facing the facts. Now, it's also a process that takes time, but it is I believe the first process of forgiveness is uh, like avoiding and working through the denial because especially within cheating, I mean, I'm sure we've all had a friend where you're like, hey, um, I just saw Jimmy last night uh, making out with the girl at the bar, right? And they've been dating for 10 years or some shit like that. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Like that's definitely not. And they go right into denial because it's easier to be like, that's definitely not happening than it is to consider the fact that Jimmy is lying, right? Like it's easier to deny it. So acceptance is that first process. Now, something that can be challenging with acceptance and with forgiveness in general is we think it's like amnesia because of the whole concept of forgive and forget. Just forgive and forget. No, I don't really subscribe to that one either. I think that part of forgiveness is learning a lesson from the situation. It's making use of the situation, right? And forgetting presumes that you're not getting anything out of the situation because you're forgetting about it. You are clicking the erase button, control, alt, delete. You're just erasing it all from your memory. And that's not, that's not valuable either because that's making the assumption that it needs to be erased in order for you to move forward with your life and feel safe, which means that you need to avoid things to feel safe, which begs the question, where did you learn to do that? What else are you avoiding? Why? Why don't you feel safe enough to face this shit? Right? Like, can you go look in the mirror and face yourself in the mirror? Can you do that? Oh, okay. Well, it begs the question of what else are you avoiding? So forgive and forget. Avoidance is not the goal. Acceptance is the goal because it allows you to look at the facts straight up and just see it as it is. It's not letting them off the hook and it's not forgiving and forgetting. It's just the opposite of denial. Now, a couple of reasons why you might not be ready to forgive. 
because we've all been there again. Like I said, it took me literally almost 10 years and I like, I think I'm there. I think I forgive them. There's two different situations. One is an ex-boyfriend and one of them is an ex softball coach. And it's like, I think I forgive them. I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but it's a destination, right? So here are some reasons why you might not be ready to forgive them yet. And again, that's valid. You are allowed to not be ready. The first one is that the idea of forgiveness, of forgiving them, makes you feel unsafe. Our subconscious mind, our mind, our body, our nervous system is always trying to keep us safe. It equates safety with homeostasis. Anything that diverts from that is a no-fly zone, okay? So when it comes to forgiveness, if forgiving them takes you away from your homeostasis, your body's going to be like, fuck no, no. Now, why would not forgiving them, why would being angry at them or upset over them, why is that your level of safety? Well, a couple different options. Number one, forgiving them could mean that you have to then give up a sense of control. You're giving up the what is essentially your known, right? You know that they cheated on you and that you're, you're fucking pissed and you hate their guts and now you hate all men or you hate all girls or whatever it may be right? That's your new known. That's your comfort zone. That's the truth. It sucks to hear, but it's the truth. Because a lot of us, we make these universal overarching statements about what one person did to us. And that's not really fair, right? You can't judge the entire population based off one character, but it's what our mind does. Because again, it's trying to keep us safe and it doesn't want you to be threatened anymore. So it's like, hey, watch out for this shit. All men cheat. So you're gonna be like, okay, fuck all men, right? And you don't want to be anything, you don't want anything to do with them, okay? So sometimes when it comes to forgiveness, it pushes you because it makes you feel unsafe because you have to give up that sense of control, that sense of like validation of like, well, when I'm angry at all men and I don't forgive men, I still have a sense of power, right? And forgiving that sometimes means you got to let it go. Now, you're not giving up your power. You're actually getting a lot of power back because you're getting your energy back. But in the beginning stage, when you're not ready to forgive, you don't know that yet. And that's fair. Why would you know that? You're not through it yet. Another reason that forgiveness might make you feel unsafe is because you're giving up your identity. Maybe you're giving up your identity of I'm someone who got cheated on. What else are you going to talk about with your friends? Now, if you forgive Johnny for hooking up with your sister you forgive Johnny and your sister. What are you going to talk about with your friends now? When you go and see them, are you always talking about this shit? Are you constantly like, I still can't believe this happened. He posted on Instagram, la, 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 la. And you're just hyper focusing on it. So the idea of forgiving them, you have to give up this entire sense of identity of what, what you're doing and what you're talking about and who you are, which would definitely make you feel unsafe because it puts a big question mark. It's a blank slate. And another reason why forgiveness might make you feel unsafe is because you're giving up the relationship and the person if it's about a relationship, right? Sometimes we keep energetic relationships with people after the relationship is over because we still feel a sense of connection. It's like when you have the phantom ex, right? Like, oh, they're the one that got away. Or when you, you know, again, are hyper-focusing on your ex that cheated on you. That's just a really easy example within forgiveness is the cheater. Um, Like, let's say you're focusing in on them and forgiving them means that you actually have to do that work to move on from the relationship. So it's easier to stay angry. It's easier to stay sad. It's easier to stay stuck in the past than it is to finally face the present moment and move into the future. That could feel unsafe to you. Another reason why you might not be ready to forgive is because this part of you, this past version of you, 
that you have repressed, meaning that you have unconsciously buried and ignored, that part of you is still in pain. The part of you that was living in that relationship is still in pain. Now, how do you work with this? You need to give them your damn attention. They need a leader and you need to choose to be that leader. And a lot of leadership comes down to compassion, which involves self-compassion, which in our Western world, we don't know a lot about. So you have to learn that. It's a skill. It's a habit. It's a pattern, right? And so this repressed past version of you freaking needs you. And until you give that version of yourself some damn attention and love, it's going to be really hard to forgive and you're not going to be ready for it. And that's okay. Another reason you might not be ready to forgive is because the situation triggers a traumatic situation from your childhood that you're just not ready to face yet. Sometimes the shit going on in our life feels so big because it's just the tip of the iceberg. And deep down, we intuitively know that. And so we're like, I'm just not going to touch that with the 10 foot pole because you know that once you pull that string, you're going to unravel the whole ball of yarn. And you're not ready for that. And that is okay. That is your body protecting you. However, if you want to heal that stuff, then you have to take action to get help and start moving through it. But sometimes you're not ready to forgive because you're just not there yet. And that is okay. Another reason you might not be ready to forgive is because you just had no sense of closure. You got no acknowledgement or no apology, which let's be real, those things validate you. So you don't feel seen or you don't feel heard. Or lastly, you might not be ready to forgive because the person that screwed you over is still doing the same shit. They're just doing it to other people. So they're still cheating or still abusing other people. Meaning that they clearly didn't learn the lesson with you, which makes your pain feel worthless. Because sometimes it's nice. It feels validating. It feels good to be like, oh, well, you know what? Like he was such an asshole to me, but at least he learned and now he's a good person, right? Like you were a piece of his come up story, which in a weird way is like super fucked up, but it's the truth. Sometimes we feel that way. So it's almost gives you the sensation of at least it would be worth it if they finally stopped their bullshit, if it stopped, finally ended with you, but it didn't. So you're not ready to forgive them because they're still doing the same bullshit. And you're like, fuck you, dude. Like you didn't even learn the damn lesson. You're still hurting people. So regardless of why you're not ready to forgive yet, I want you to just allow yourself to trust your gut feeling that it is not your time yet. That's okay. At the end of the day, forgiveness is a choice. And if you just force yourself into forgiveness out of societal or spiritual or religious, like victim blaming pressure, it's not going to stick, right? And you're also going to lose your authenticity in the process because it's not coming from you. It's coming from outside of you. So instead of that, I encourage you to just learn how to accept instead. The first part of acceptance is just start being honest with yourself about this situation. You need to tell yourself your story in the mirror or in your journal or to a trusted friend or a therapist or a coach. And this isn't about getting like feedback. And if you're doing this with a friend, you can tell them like, hey, I'm not looking for your feedback. I'm not looking for you to like, you know, gas me up and be like, yeah, fuck him or any of that stuff. I'm just asking for you to listen to me as if you're literally a wall that's alive. Can you do that for me? And sometimes they're not going to be able to do that for you. Sometimes they are also emotionally involved in this situation because they watch the pain that was inflicted on you and they're pissed off too. And that's okay. They're allowed to be mad. They can have their own experience. But if you are doing this practice with them, 
them, you need to be damn sure that they are going to keep their shit to themselves. And if they're not, that's okay, but they're not the person to do this with, right? That's why it can be helpful to do it with a mirror or with a journal or with a therapist or a coach, someone who will sit there and shut the fuck up and just listen. That's all you need in this moment is to just listen. So here's what you're going to do. You need to look at the situation honestly and factually. You no, no more covering up for them. Or on the other end of that, no more demonizing the other person, right? If this is your ex, no more being like, oh, well, he has so much trauma from his childhood and that's why he did this. No, you're covering up from him. No. Or like, oh, well, he's just such a fucking piece of shit, asshole. I hope he burns in hell, like, blah, 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 and like demonizing them. Nope, not neither. You were just being honest about the facts. So you can do this by separating the stories into three or the story into three separate pieces. Number one, the bones. Number two, the muscles. Number three, the tendons, right? The bones are the facts. This is your skeleton. You can't argue with it. Unless your ex is like a manipulative, psychotic sociopath who is like a compulsive liar. If you wrote this shit down and you have a somewhat normal human being on the other end of the situation, they would agree on the facts of the story. This is what happened, right? After they, you know, finally admit it, whatever it may be. That's the skeleton. Your muscles are your interpretations of those facts because your muscles, the size and shape of your muscles depends on your previous experiences and use or lack of use, right? Your muscles, your interpretations comes down to you. It's a reflection of you, okay? Now, how do these two relate in between the muscles and the bones or your tendons, I think? I should know that. I was a health science major, 99% sure, but who gives a shit if I'm wrong? It's the other word, who cares? This isn't an anatomy podcast. In between those two things, between your facts and your interpretations are your emotions that connect the two. This is how your fact turned into your interpretation. So what do I mean by this? The fact is that Johnny was texting, sexting your sister. Your interpretation is that you are a worthless piece of shit and your family doesn't care about you. Okay, you went from point A to point Z. What are the emotions in between those two things? Maybe when it comes down to Johnny, John, the Johnny side of that situation, um, you think or your emotion is like a low sense of self-worth. Same thing maybe on the other side with your sister, right? Because you have a low sense of self-worth, you have insecurity as an emotion, you're seeing that in both of those, in both reflections of those people. Johnny did that to you because you suck. And then your family did that to you because you're not worth it to be in your family. So both of those don't really have anything to do with Johnny and your sister. It has everything to do with you. Now, that's a pretty evil thing for them to do, but it does give you clarity around what your emotional standpoint is in this point in your time, in your journey, in your life. So bones, muscles, tendons, facts, interpretations, interpretations, emotions. Now, another way to accept instead of trying to forgive when you're not ready is to just get clear on why you are not ready to forgive yet. And just whatever you uncover, put your energy towards healing that wound. If it makes you feel unsafe, why? How can you heal that? How is the past version of you still holding on here? How can you comfort her? How can you lead her? Is there some childhood trauma lingering in this? What can you do to heal this? Can you get a therapist? Can you get a somatics coach? Can you do work on your own? What do you need to be doing? Okay, get clear on why you're not ready to forgive and just put energy towards that start there. Another way that you can start to accept is to ask yourself how holding on to this is serving you, especially, especially emotionally. 
Maybe holding on to this situation allows you to feel guilty, which is just a reflection of your inner child who was always punished by shame by her parents, right? So that's just the habit. That's just a pattern. Maybe it allows you to feel angry and you're like fucking pissed. You're furious, right? And you were never able or allowed to express anger as a kid. So now you're just like ruthless. You're like off the walls angry because you just had a lot of pent up anger. Or maybe it allows you to feel lonely, which just feeds the social anxiety that you've always had. How is this situation, how is holding on to it serving you, especially emotionally? Because it's all connected. Do the work to connect the dots and get clear on your feedback systems, right? Because these things, they're feeding each other. That's what I mean by it's all connected. Another reason or another way to work on acceptance instead of forgiveness, if you're not ready yet, is to recognize that accepting or forgiving does not make you vulnerable. Again, your body and your subconscious mind is always trying to keep you safe and it might just be preventing you from accepting something because it doesn't think that accepting or forgiving is the safe route. So just recognize that you will be okay. You are okay. Use tools like breath work or affirmations or, I mean, breath work is my biggest one, so I'm definitely putting that one twice in here. Breath work, like just use tools to self-soothe and regulate your nervous system so that you can create a sense of safety so that when your mind or your subconscious is like, no, 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 we can't forgive. That's not safe. That's not safe. You're like, I got you. I'm the leader here. I provide myself my own safety and I will survive forgiving because I am strong and I built my strength, you know, like using affirmations like that. And then lastly, in all areas of life, but certainly in here, just try to be present. Just allow yourself to be exactly where you are in your journey. Be where your feet are emotionally too. You're not late. You don't need to take the red eye. You can't take the red eye to freaking forgiveness. It's a destination. You have to go through the process and feel denial and feel depression and feel anger and feel self-compassion and feel the sense of like, all right, like maybe I'm starting to understand this and maybe I'm starting to learn through this one. And at, at some point, eventually, you'll get to gratitude. And that might take a week. It might take 10 years. It might take your entire life. Allow yourself to be exactly where you're at along the roller coaster that is forgiveness of getting to that destination and just simply be present within it. So this was a quick episode and that is all that I got for this week. I hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. Try to stay sane, take moments for yourself to get grounded amidst the craziness that comes with the holidays and family and traveling and food and all the things. Remember that the point of Thanksgiving is gratitude. So try your best to freaking practice that as much as you can. So I will see y'all same place, same time next week here on the podcast.